the name of this podcast is called Read a Book. And the book we are reading is called The War on Kids, How American Juvenile Justice Lost His Way by Kara H. Drennan. Reading Chapter 2, Crime as a Child's Destiny. When the trial court judge sentenced Terrence to life without parole in 2006, he seemed mystified while Terrence threw his life away by violating the terms of his probation. The judge made statements suggesting that Terrence had been given every opportunity in life to be a productive member of society and to make good choices for himself. He said that Terrence had quite a family structure and a lot of people who wanted to try and help him get his life turned around. In fact, nothing could have been further from the truth. Terrence was born into a world of poverty, drugs, and violence. Social science tells us that some children are virtually destined for criminal activity because of either immutable characteristics or environmental factors over which they have no control. And Terrence was one of those kids. This does not mean that Terrence or other juveniles like him who violate the law are absolved of responsibility for their actions. Rather, it tells us that social intervention is required far sooner and in a far different manner than what the criminal justice system meets out. This chapter proceeds in two parts. Part A describes Terrence's childhood and the variables in his youth that made his criminal conduct readily understandable, if not virtually inescapable, contrary to the sentencing judge said in 2006. Part B situates Terrence's experience in the larger context of social science research. This research demonstrates that certain children, namely poor kids, minority kids, kids who have an incarcerated parent, and kids who witness violence in the home are statistically more likely to end up in the adult criminal justice system. If we are to improve the odds for these kids, we must do more than tinker with what, what that system when they finally get there. The name of this podcast is called Read a Book, and the book we are reading is called The War on Kids, How American Juvenile Justice Lost His Way by Kara H. Drennan. Continuing Chapter 2, Section A, Inheriting Crime. Unlike the initial trial court judge who sentenced Terrence, the judge who resentenced Terrence in 2012 after his Supreme Court victory had the benefit of knowledge. The resentencing judge heard testimony both written and oral from a mitigation specialist who had done extensive research on Terrence's childhood, his education, his family, and the social context in which he was raised. The picture she paints is hard to stomach. Terrence was born into a family legacy of poverty, substance abuse, and violence. His mother, Mary Graham, grew up in a home much like the one she would later create for her own sons. Terrence's maternal grandmother, Mary Alice, was pregnant at 12 and went on to have five children, four sons and Mary Graham. Mary Alice abused her children physically and verbally. She regularly said to Mary as she beat her, I'm going to break your back open. Mary Graham would later repeat the same threat while inflicting similar beatings on Terrence and his brothers. Mary Alice's four sons, Terrence's uncle, have all served time in the Florida Department of Corrections. Mary Alice died at the age of 44, addicted to drugs. Terrence's mother, Mary Graham, and his father, Harry Jones, met when Mary was 22. Mary Graham was two, has two sons with Harry Jones, Travis and Terrence. Mary's two younger sons, Michael and Deontay, each have different fathers, men whom Mary men, met after Harry moved out when Terrence was six. Harry Jones, while he left the home when Terrence was still young, is the only father figure Terrence ever had. 
when they were first together, Harry introduced Mary to crack cocaine, and crack then dominated the balance of their life together. When Mary denies having used crack during her pregnancy with Terrence, but family members recall her having done so, social service records indicate that she had been addicted to drugs before Terrence's birth and that he exhibited symptoms of drug exposure at birth. In addition to crack cocaine, Mary also used marijuana and alcohol excessively during Terrence's childhood. Terrence's mother and father allowed others to get high in their apartment in order to fund their own drug habits. Users who smoked crack in the home were required to pay the house lady by supplying Mary with drugs. Mary recalls that whenever she was home, she was hot, and she has no recollection of what her children were doing with. Terrence and his older brother recall being sent out of the house when they were young boys because the mother and father, as well as other drug users, were getting high and didn't want to listen to the sound of children. The boys were also scared of their parents when they were high because they behaved in strange and frightening ways and looked like two mutes with large bug eyes. Sometimes the boys played in parking lots until late at night or until the drugs ran out. At times, they would bang on the apartment door, begging to come back home. Other times, they saw sanctuary in a neighbor's home. While Mary stopped using drugs when Terrence was still in grade school, Terrence's father remained addicted to this day. Poverty was another central theme of Terrence's childhood. Terrence says he never saw someone go to work. That where he grew up, you either smoked crack or sold crack. His mother and father did, at times, hold down low-skill jobs. Mary was a maid and a grocery store employee, while Harry was a trained carpenter but rarely employed. Harry received disability payments when Terrence was young, and he stopped working altogether in 1996. Because of their drug addiction and underemployment, there was little money for basics such as housing, food, clothing, and utilities. Mary's aunt, Jean, who functioned as a grandmother to Terrence, says that when Mary did have an income, it was to use to finance her drug habit, not support her children. By the time Terrence was 13, he and his family had lived in nine different homes, all of which were Section 8 subsidized housing. Hunger was a constant struggle. Terrence reports that he was sometimes called Jean when hunger was unbearable. Mary was enraged when she found out the boys had done that, so they often went days without food before calling their grandmother. They only called when they got too hungry to wait another day.